Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose, going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations, going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, Today, we are going to be kind of closing out our series on uh, weight loss and physical fitness. Um, I wanted to talk about it. I had a lot of people kind of asking me how I had done uh, the the physical fitness for context. If you haven't listened, I've lost uh, 100 pounds and that changed my life up pretty significantly. And people were asking me how I did that. I figured it would be fair to go ahead and uh, talk about it on this. Um, I'm not going to become a fitness coach or a uh, fitness influencer. That is not my plan. Uh, But I do hope to at least help some people uh, get a little bit more fit if that's, uh, yeah, if they're listening. So um, why is it important? I think it's important to uh, be fit to fulfill our purpose, you know, um, there's a lot of different purposes, uh, for, for men. A lot of people, uh, fulfill their purpose in different ways. But, um, one thing that is true about all of them is that I don't think you're actually, um, well, how do I put it? Um, we all need to try to fill our purpose to the, to the, fulfill our purpose to the fullest. Um, it's a mouthful of words, but if you're going to say that uh, something is your purpose, well, then you need to do it uh, to the fullest extent. Otherwise, maybe it's not your purpose or um, you're not centered around purpose. Maybe you don't have a strong sense of purpose. But um, if if you're going to align all of your actions and make the motivating factor of your life uh, this purpose, well, then uh, you need to do your best uh, inside of that purpose. And I think that uh, that is impossible if you are not fit. Um, I think that if you are if you don't have self-control, which is a large problem of, or I think is the main driver of uh, obesity or lack of, lack of self-discipline, um, lack of healthy habits. I think that can only negatively impact whatever purpose that you might have. Um, even, you know, I may have picked up quite a few, uh, people who are uh, very religious from church. A lot of you maybe listen now, um, and the highest purpose, which is something that I, I tend to agree with, especially now that I've had uh, more and more Christian listeners, uh, not listeners, uh, guests come on. Maybe the ultimate purpose and all of our purpose is to pursue Christ. Well, um, I think that that calls you to be virtuous. And obviously everybody sins, but uh, you are to be virtuous and you are to exercise self-control and you are to uh, take care of your body and to use it for Christ. And I think that, um, obviously gluttony is not good and being lazy is not good. I can't cite references in the Bible for all of these things cause I don't know it well enough yet, but pretty confident that what I'm saying is true. Now that doesn't mean that you have to, uh, doesn't mean that you have to be able to go and RX a CrossFit workout for you to serve the Lord. I don't believe that, but uh, I do believe that if you are gorging yourself with food and, uh, sitting on the couch and not, um, and not, uh, giving your body what it needs to be healthy. Uh, I, I don't think that that, 
I don't think it's a sin all the time. I'm not saying that you're uh, extremely sinful if you have a couple extra pounds or if you don't prioritize uh, lifting weights. But I do think that um, not being healthy does uh, hinder your ability to fully fulfill um, whatever purpose that you have. Um, I think it can be a mental block and, and, uh, I think it is a mental problem and we'll talk about that, uh, soon, but I think ultimately it's a, it's a physical symptom of a mental problem and, uh, doing more, eating less, uh, exercising self-control when it comes to your body, I think is, uh, one of the best ways to improve, uh, discipline overall. And it's one of the ways that, um, I guess hits closest to home and you can start to see, uh, those results, um, it's not immediate. It's definitely not immediate, but it's a very visual and uh, visceral way. Visceral, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, you can feel it. You can feel the progress. Um, I don't know if this is, uh, this may not be correct at all, um, and it may just be me uh, saying things that I don't understand, which is possible, but, um, you know, I think about like Bible reading and, and the discipline to go to church and to show up to accountability night and all of those different things, your Bible study, your devotionals, all of that stuff. Um, I think that's very much uh, discipline for the spirit and healthy for the spirit, um, healthy for your relationship with Christ. But uh, for me, um, disciplining the flesh uh, helps with those things. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to really work that in or to make it make sense, but uh, it does, you know, um, we have to do discipline for the spirit and those things are important, uh, and you should do those things. But for me, it feels very good to, uh, discipline the flesh and it almost, um, to me, it, it, it increases the importance of, uh, disciplining the spirit as well. I guess maybe not increases, but I don't, I don't know how to put it. Um, but when I go and get a good workout in, or when I'm working out for two or three weeks, my Bible reading it's better. Uh, my accountability appearances get better. And it's just because, um, I know what I'm doing for my body and for, uh, you know, this, uh, flesh that will, um, stay in this world. Uh, and it encourages me to do more of that for my spirit. So I do think this is important. Long story short, said a lot of words, uh, just now, but I think it's important uh, for us to be healthy and to be physically fit to fulfill our purpose, no matter what that purpose, what you think that purpose might be. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any way that you could come to me with a purpose and be like, yeah, but, um, I have to be fat in order to fulfill this. That's, I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, or I have to be lazy in order to fulfill this. Uh, you can, you can make arguments as to why you might not have the time to work out the way that I do or, um, how, you know, it's just easy and convenient to, uh, go and get fast food five days a week because of your purpose. I could see some of that, but, um, I just don't think it's true. And I definitely don't think that, uh, it makes you any better at your purpose. I think that it drags you down. So that's why we're talking about it. Um, today's episode is going to be specifically about, uh, movement or, um, exercise, whatever, uh, whatever you might call that getting after it. If you're a fan of Jocko, uh, we talked about uh, food tracking and specifically like how to track inside uh, nutrition apps. We talked about that last week, and I think that's really important. Uh, but um, I believe that getting moving, uh, I don't want to say that it's any more important than nutrition. I think they're both equally as important. I think it's kind of like a, uh, 
they're both at 100%. And you need both of those things to uh, really solve the problem of, of obesity or uh, if you're not gaining enough muscle, whatever that might be. Um, you need both of those at 100%. I don't think one is any more important than the other, uh, but they're both equally important. And you can't do one without the other. Mathematically, you can. Um, you can lose weight without lifting, but uh, I don't think just being heavy is the problem. I think that it is a uh, physical symptom of a mental problem. So I'm just going to share my thoughts with you about working out, share what worked for me, uh, how I was able to do it consistently over a long period of time. Um, and a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people don't. Um, how I'm able to keep it challenging, how I'm able to uh, continue to make progress, uh, talk about some of the plateaus that I've had, talk about some of the ways that I've regressed in my uh, physical capabilities, uh, and talk about some of the struggles that I've been through. Most of y'all know that uh, I've got really bad knees. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on that other than just to tell you how it affects my uh, my ability to do things. Uh, my kneecaps dislocate easily, which is not fun. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and hopefully just give you some ideas or at the very least give you something to relate to, uh, maybe motivate you or maybe even give you a plan to uh, get into the gym and to get fit and to get healthy because it's important. So to start, um, I've said it a couple times now, but uh, let's talk about kind of obesity. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tackle this issue from uh, a heavy point of view as in, uh, which I think is the majority of us, you have uh, extra body fat on, you have an excess of body fat uh, on your body and it is dragging you down in one way or another, or at the very least, you're not as fit as you could be. Um, you know, you're not as capable as you should be. Um, you're groggy, you're tired, and it's all due to this extra body fat and this lack of physical fitness in your life. Um, in that case, that that's where I come from. The formula is going to be do more, eat less to solve that issue. Uh, so this is going to mainly be from the perspective of trying to lose body fat or lose weight. Um, it's not relegated to that though. It's not, it's not segmented to just that. Uh, but since it's the only place that I have experience, that's where I'm going to reference it to throughout the, throughout the discussion. Um, to begin again, I've said it multiple times. Uh, I think that being heavy is a physical symptom of a mental problem. I think that a lot of people, um, don't ever achieve their goals when it comes to losing weight or losing fat because they treat it like it's a physical problem, um, with mental symptoms. Honestly, they think that they feel bad because they're heavy. And once they, uh, lose the weight and get fit, they'll feel better in their brain. And I think that that's true, but the problem, well, I guess the way that that's not true is that the weight is the problem. I don't think the weight is the problem. I think you have a mental problem uh, with physical symptoms. And the reason that I believe that in order to really lose weight and to really be fit and to really solve this problem, you need both uh, doing more and eating less. So food self-control and physical fitness, physical activity, is because I think that's the only way to truly solve uh, the actual mental problem. Um, if it's just a physical problem, that equation is easy to do. We've done it. Uh, do more, eat less, um, or 
just eat less, do the same amount and eat less. That also works to lose weight, uh, do the exact same amount and just eat less. Um, you can lose weight like that, but I think that's just treating the symptom. I don't think it's solving the problem. Um, so one of the, one of the other things that I think this may be a lot different for women. Uh, if you are a woman listening to this, um, I recommend that you, uh, go find some other resources. Oh, uh, to cite my sources, uh, when it comes to actually doing fitness and, uh, and getting after it, um, I'm a big fan of Jocko Willink for all sorts of like motivation. And, um, he has some workouts in his book, discipline equals freedom. They're a little bit more advanced type of workouts. Um, if you are kind of fat and overweight, you're probably not gonna be able to do a lot of his workouts, but, um, at the very least you can try and you can get into jujitsu. Um, Jocko is a good resource. Jeff Nippard. When we get into the actual tactical part of this, of how do you execute uh, a plan or get into the gym? Jeff Nippard is amazing with, uh, his workout plans. Now I do recommend talking to his customer service before you choose one about the equipment that you have, um, because he has like power building programs where you have to have access to a barbell. Uh, he's got bodybuilding programs where, uh, there's a bunch of machines called out. Um, so I do recommend talking to his customer service people, but his plans are like $40 and it gives you a full Excel spreadsheet that if you have Google sheets on your phone, you can utilize for free. Um, they come with sets, reps, all of those things. And we'll talk about that more in the execution part, but Jeff Nippert is an excellent resource. Uh, Lane Norton is an excellent resource for, um, all things, uh, lifting. And then, um, oh man, why do I forget his name? It's mountain dog or something like that. Um, oh, why did I forget that? Um, he, uh, he had some YouTube videos. He's recently deceased. Um, I'll try to think of it, but I think if you type in Mountain Dog, um, it'll come up. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Mountain Dog one. Why does it not have his name? Um, anyway, I think it's, yeah, sorry. Um, John Meadows. Okay. Th- there it is. Uh, John Meadows. I really like a lot of his stuff. Again, he, he died recently, but he was a bodybuilder and, uh, a lot of his, uh, a lot of his workouts and like his best exercise for back or chest or his chest workouts. I really, really enjoy a lot of those. So John Meadows, Lane Norton, um, John Meadows, Lane Norton, Jeff Nippard. And then as always, Andy Galpin, uh, on the Huberman lab podcast, that series is really, really good when we get into the goal focused. So once you have a distinct goal, um, whether it's fat loss or not, if you want to get stronger, if you want to get more powerful, if you want to get faster, if you want to increase your endurance, that, that podcast series is probably the best place to go. Um, the best place to go, uh, for this information because they lay it all out and it was, it's really amazing. Um, but I started this, uh, if you're a woman, um, I think that these things look different as, as you know, um, I think that men and women are different and, um, I would recommend uh, getting in touch with, uh, you can look up uh, Lisa Shelton. Um, She does a lot of good stuff with women as far as nutrition and activity goes. Uh, She's in the Amarillo area. So if anybody's listening to this outside of the Amarillo area, um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Contact her. Um, I'll probably at her in the, in the post. Um, Lisa Shelton. She's really good. Um, there's plenty of other women that 
have done this for other women and, and help give them ideas. Um, so if you're a woman, seek out some of those resources and, uh, the motivations behind you probably wanting to do this and the things that you can do or the things that you'd like to do are probably going to be different than what I'm citing here. Um, just be aware. But anyway, I was talking about how to solve the mental problem and how I think that, that working out uh, helps solve the mental problem. And I think for men, um, at least myself, um, one of the reasons that I started getting fit or even cared about my weight or wanted to get into the gym was always because I wanted to be more capable. Uh, not only more capable, but I wanted to be hard to kill, as I as I told Jonah at one point, that um, if you wanted to do anything to hurt me, I wanted it to be very difficult for you to do that. Uh, and that's still true. I mean, it's kind of hardcore, you know, it would be hard to kill. Like, uh, you know, put it on a t-shirt with an American flag and it's a grunt style t-shirt. Like, you know, it, it yeah, it, it's a stereotype. But for real, you know, I started looking at how vulnerable I was um, I couldn't carry a gun the way that I wanted to carry a gun. I was finally 21 and, um, I was too fat to carry it on my body. Most of the time, uh, my wife, you know, if anybody, uh, wanted to hurt her, um, and I, <laughs> number one, I didn't, wasn't carrying a gun. Uh, I probably wasn't gonna be able to stop them. You could just topple me over and, uh, I'd roll around there and not be able to do anything. So, um, I was, I was in a very vulnerable state. And I think for men that, that is not good. I think that men sometimes have a lot of overconfidence. I know I did about what I could do. You know, I would think about these scenarios of what I might do if something bad were to happen. I'd be like, oh, I could do this, this, or this. And then looking back, it was like, homie, you were so far away from being able to do any of that. Like, there's still things like, uh, you know, run, like run. What happens if you, you know, are in a Walmart and uh, somebody comes into the into the front of the door and you're carrying your gun but you're all the way in the back in the tire section um can you run to the to the front of the doors and get there as quick as humanly possible um there's still areas like if we're in a big enough store I might not be able to um or uh think of the thousand different scenarios uh to where you might have to run can you actually run and get there your adrenaline might kick in but um you might not be able to especially if you're really really heavy so it was always coming from a place of either capability or lack thereof. Um, and I think for a lot of men, that's true. I think that when they see themselves as fat, I think it's it's not necessarily, you know, sometimes it is like a disgust with their physique. Sometimes they do want to look healthier. They want to um, have the muscles and, and have the pecs. And, and for me, I definitely do. The closer I get to it, the more I want to look like that. Um, but it was always less than visual. It was always the capabilities, you know, nobody wants to, um, sit there and look at somebody that's their age or, uh, even older and watch them do all of these things that, that they can't do. It's, it's a form of, uh, intimidation or, and, and whatnot of, of watching somebody that's just way more capable than you are. And to an extent, you know, I'm not going to be a, you know, Mike Tyson or, uh, there's a bunch of, you know, army, uh, special forces and all of those things that those guys are always going to probably be able to do more than I can do. I mean, Pat McNamara at what, what is he? I, I don't want to offend Pat, but 50 or 60 or something like that, probably going to be able to do way more than I ever will at even 30. Um, he's built different, but I don't want it to be for lack of trying. Um, I don't want it to be for lack of trying. And I think that a lot of guys are in that situation. I think that a lot of guys, uh, feel inadequate when they can't do those things, or maybe even, uh, you know, I came from a place of 
I wasn't ever really able to do a lot of those things. I mean, I was, I was an athlete uh, up until about eighth grade when I, when my knees got hurt, but uh, I never got to really experience that, um, you know, I guess puberty fueled uh, testosterone boost that comes from lifting weights. That was something that I feel like a lot of people got in high school and I never really did. Um, Or the, you know, the, the, the satisfaction of getting able, you know, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and, and be proud of the body that you've built. That was something that I had never really had. And it was something that I knew that I wanted. Uh, but you know, for a lot of guys, I think that they, they do have that. They did have that. And for a thousand different reasons, um, millions of reasons they've lost it. And I think that guys live in this kind of sad state of, um, longing for something, um, longing for something in terms of, of capability of being able to bench, you know, 225 again, or uh, 315 again, being able to deadlift, do all of these things. And that results in the, the, the lack of, uh, of discipline to go back and do these things results in, in being fat and being heavy. And I think it, it creates this kind of cycle of depression. Um, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, how do you, how do you say this? Um, it's not uh, symbiotic, I guess, maybe is what you would call it, um, where uh, you go and, and because you're bad about not being able to do or you're sad about not being able to do much, uh, you eat more <laughs> and you eat more and that makes you less capable and then you're less capable. So you're sad. So you eat more. Um, I think that it creates kind of a violent loop. And I think that that's why it's uh, important to to attack both. Uh, both of those areas that that I think cause um, the obesity issue, especially amongst men. So um, for me, I guess my first tip is uh, to connect the fact that the more you do, the le- the more fat that you lose, the more capable you're going to be for your family. Um, it is true that you know being physically fit and being physically capable is nowhere near to the whole of being a man, you know, being a strong man, uh, a godly man. It's, it's down the list a ways, um, but it's not that far. It it really, I really don't believe it is that far down. Um, But there's a lot of different things that you need to do. You need to love your wife. You need to love your God. uh, You need to teach your children. Yes. All of those things. Um, I'm not going to be here and say that if you can't bench 225 or, you know, if you don't weigh 200 pounds lean, then you're not a man. It's not what I'm trying to say, uh, but I do think that it's part of it. And I think that being physically fit, you know, I had a whole episode on the One Flesh podcast about uh, women's place in the world and how I think that if they live a life of service, a lot of times that looks like uh, staying at home and and uh, and building a family. Well, on the other side of that coin, I think men are called to uh, be the doers outside of the home and to be more physically capable. And so... Yeah, it's intrinsic to being a man uh, for you to be capable. And a lot of you are strong. A lot of you do have a lot of capabilities, physical capabilities. You're the strong, you know, you're you're a strong guy. Um, but just being, you know, uh, strong fat is still not good. You need to be able to run. You need to be able to do things. Um, and you need to show your children uh, and your wife and, and your community what it looks like to be healthy. So... I think that it's a very important part in solving that that mental problem uh, that people have, men especially. So 
what does that look like when you decide that you want to be fit, when you tie it into being capable and into being a man and, and into your responsibilities as a man? Uh, what does that look like? Well, the, the beauty of me being able to say, uh, just do more, eat less uh, to lose weight is that it looks different for everybody. Um, I really, I really think it does. It looks, um, you can curtail it to your preferences. Um, you can choose what you want to do in order to be more capable. Um, and that's a good thing. So how do you want to solve this mental problem? Um, how do you want to solve this mental problem? Well, there's a few ways that you have to, that it has to be in order to solve the problem, there's a few criteria that it has to meet. Number one, it has to be consistent. So I'm going to go ahead and write this down because um, this could be a good little carousel. For those of you that don't know, that's the thing that you swipe on Instagram um, where they post it and you have to keep swiping to see all the things. Yeah, it's called a carousel. Um, so number one, it has to be consistent. Uh, that's because it's going to be kind of some form of therapy, I guess. Uh, really, we're talking about therapy through physical exertion when I talk about solving the mental problem. Um, but also, you want to see progress, and it you have to uh, be consistent to see progress. Um, number two, uh, apart from consistent, it has to be difficult. Um, I think it has to be difficult because, again, that's the only way you're going to see progress. Uh, we're trying to really push ourselves. We're not just... This is not just taking a Sunday stroll uh, and, you know, getting the heart rate up a little bit. This is something that we're going to try to um, do to make ourselves more capable. And in order to make ourselves more capable, we have to do things that we couldn't once before. And in order to do things that you could not once before, you have to gradually uh, step into failure and make things hard. So it needs to be consistent. Uh, it needs to be difficult. Uh, it needs to be... Hmm. What's next? It needs to be in line with your other goals. I don't know that I'll put that in there, but uh, let's start with consistent and difficult, and we'll see if we can develop this out a little bit more. Consistency um, looks different for different people, and your your life is going to change. Um, but you know, one of the things that has always been difficult for me is um, well, I don't know. I don't know how to, how how do I approach this. Um, you have to want to do it for it to be consistent. I don't think that there's anybody, you hear people, I don't know, they may disagree with me. You hear people that are like, they'll run and they're like, I hate running, but I do it every single day. It's like, <laughs> then I don't, I don't think that you hate running. <laughs> I mean, I understand it's hard. I understand it's difficult. I understand that there's days that you don't want to do it but I don't think that you just absolutely hate running, uh, but you go and do it every day for some, for some reason. I don't think that that's true. And at the very least, I think that's a very bad model uh, to tell people because I think it's going to be difficult. Let me put it this way. I don't think that it's the kind of therapy that we're looking for to solve your mental problem. If you hate it, but you do it every single day. Um, I don't think that that's true. I think it needs to be something that you really do enjoy um, because uh, if you don't actually enjoy that, if you don't enjoy the fruits of that labor, uh, the moment that you have a valid excuse to not do it, a lot of times you're just going to not do it. Um, this is about the carrot and the stick. Um, I think that a good, uh, 
physical fitness or a good physical hobby to create is both a carrot and a stick in the way that uh, it's difficult and it's tough uh, and you do take a beating from it occasionally and you have to force yourself to go do it sometimes, but there's also the carrot piece of you need to miss it. Um, you need to miss it because when you get off track, uh, in order to solve this mental problem, you need to have something calling you to, to, to feel better. And I think that's why you need to find something that you enjoy. So for me, the way that I was able to do that was to tie it to other goals. Um, I'll give a good example. Uh, why don't I do jujitsu? Why don't I do uh, jujitsu? Well, I know a lot of people that do jujitsu. I think it's, it's awesome. I do want to be uh, harder to kill. It is, you know, violence. It's, it's controlled violence that uh, you get to exert on, you know, exert on, on somebody else. Uh, I'm a big fan of of knowing and learning how to be violent and uh, knowing when and how to use it. And so why don't I do jujitsu? Well, it was really difficult to tie into um, the other things, the the other passions that I had for my life. So um, the only way that it helped me in, let's say, hunting or, yeah, I, I guess uh, hunting, hunting's probably the biggest one, but the only way that it really helped me in hunting was uh, to lose weight. You know, you can go into jujitsu and you can lose a lot of weight. Well, I can lose weight a lot of different ways. Um, as long as I'm doing more, I can lose weight. Um, you know, I'm big into shooting sports. Well, jujitsu doesn't exactly help you with shooting sports uh, other than, you know, losing weight, bringing your heart rate, heart rate down, uh, things like that. It just, all of my other passions, uh, it didn't really serve that. And as a matter of fact, it, I think it, it takes away more than what it serves. So, for example, the the risk of injury uh, in jujitsu, I would say, is probably at like a hundred percent. I don't think it's it's if you get hurt in jujitsu, it's win, um, and you need to be willing to accept that because it's violence, and uh, there's something good in that. You you know you're gonna have to deal with adversity, um, but it, you know you're gonna get hurt, and then um, it costs money. It costs quite a bit of money. And so the only thing it's doing for me is it's helping me to lose weight and it's costing me money. Um, do you get stronger? Yeah, I'm sure you get stronger. Uh, do you get more capable? I'm sure you get more capable. Are you better able to defend yourself? Yeah, but I'm not getting into that many bar fights. Um, as far as how it related to my passions was a lot less uh, than how it, it served them, I believe. And you're going to find somebody that does jujitsu and they're going to absolutely love it. And it 100% serves, maybe that is their passion. Um, but it was secondary for me. Mine is hunting. I really, really enjoy hunting. I really enjoy cooking. Um, hunting and cooking go together. Uh, I enjoy getting out outdoors, um, getting outside, hiking, all of those things. And I needed to find something that was going to help me, that was going to help me do that. And a lot of the ways that it was going to help me to do that was lose weight. So we need to be burning calories. We need to uh, not just be developing a skill, but, um, you know, not just shooting our bow or powerlifting um, or, you know, jujitsu, developing that jujitsu skill, but uh, there needs to be an emphasis on work, uh, simply doing work and, and burning calories. Do we want to get stronger? Sure. But it doesn't need to be the focus of it. Um, and it needs to be something that I could do consistently that I want to do. Uh, consistently. And that has looked different for me over the past couple of years. But the main thing was uh, walking. 
Uh, it took me a long time to really get on the walking train because it was kind of difficult. But once I actually related it to my passion of, of hunting, you know, where you do a lot of walking uh, while you're on a hunt, <laughs> you do a lot of hiking. Once I was able to relate it to that, uh, it was very easy to go out on a walk because I knew it was going to serve me in a multitude of ways. It was free. Um, so not only am I developing my leg strength and my endurance uh, to go walk, but it's free. You show up and you move, you put your right leg in front of your left leg and then you switch them and then you do it again and you get to move. So it's completely free. Now you need to buy good shoes and uh, it, it's really not free, especially if you start rucking, but um, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't cost me money every time I go do it. So uh, that was good. It's something that's extremely consistent. Why? Because of the opportunity to be able to do it. Um, you can do it anywhere. You can literally walk anywhere. You may not be able to walk in any shoes that you're wearing or in all the clothes that you're wearing, or, you know, um, you may not always have the time to walk at that moment, but uh, you can do it anywhere. You can walk anywhere. Um, so it allowed me to be more and more consistent. Uh, you know, the difficult piece of that, I made it more and more difficult walking. You're able to make it more difficult. Uh, eventually it can transition into running if you'd like, but, uh, you add weight. For me, um, running is, is still not great. Um, my knees are, are tough and running hurts my knees. I tell you what, I don't run. The reason I don't run is because it hinders my passions more than it helps them right now. Um, I do eventually want to get into running and you want to try to develop those skills, but, um, I'm not a runner. The reason I'm not a runner is because it hurts. <laughs> it hurts and it doesn't feel good. Um, I don't want to run, but you know what I do? I ruck. You know, rucking uh, is uncomfortable. Rucking doesn't really cause a lot of pain, but um, it's something that I can do consistently. And I tie it to my passion. You know what I'm going to have to ruck when I go hunt. So what are you passionate about? Uh, for some of you, uh, it may be volunteer firefighting. Um, I know a lot of guys that are in the fire department and you're going to be lifting, you're going to be dragging, you're going to be using your body in a lot of different ways. It may be endurance. Um, can you lift weights and tie it to that? Can you ruck and tie it to that? I know firefighters that lift weights. I know firefighters that run, uh, firefighters that do CrossFit. Um, what is, what is your passion? What do you want to do with your body? Um, is it, is it the only reason you want to be fit is because you want to be more capable of defending your wife? Uh, Jiu-jitsu. I promise it's going to help. Um, what do you want to be able to do? Uh, what are you passionate about and how can you tie your physical fitness into that passion? I haven't shot my bow in a long time because of my shoulder issues. Um, I haven't shot my bow in a long time, but everything I do, I still tie into that passion of hunting and I know that I'm going to get back to it. And I know that I've got to do these things, uh, for a period of time before, um, I can get back into hunting and that in order to see the progress and to see it come to fruition in my hunting is going to take time. So what are you passionate about? What do you want to do um, as a man in order to be more capable? How does it serve that? A lot of men just want to be strong. A lot of men just want to be strong. Go lift weights. Go lift weights. Uh, go actually do the thing. Um, yeah, so tie it in, tie it into your passion, tie it into your purpose and find something that you can be consistent at and actually go do it. Walking is a good one. Rucking is great. Um, I don't know any of you that can't go on a walk. Like 
save it. Okay. Um, save your excuses, walk down to the end of the road and back. And if you call it a day there, fine. But I guarantee you, you're going to get to the end of the road. You're going to walk back and you're going to go, man, I can do more, get to the end of the road again. And you're going to come back Then you're going to get to the end of the road again. Then you're going to come back. Um, go on a walk, be consistent. Um, pick something that you can do consistently that is difficult that you can tie to your passion. And at the very least, I know it's walking. I'm telling you, it was the hardest thing for me to start doing. It really, really was. Um, I don't know why it was so hard, but it was. I just did it anyway. Um, I tied it to my passion and I said, in order for me to go hunt, I'm going to have to walk. Uh, might as well get out there and, and get after it. So uh, go on a walk. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about lifting weights uh, or, or the next point. Uh, find somebody that that um, that is willing to take you under their wing and to teach you these things. Uh, find somebody that is passionate about something and go do it with them for a little bit. See why they like it. If you're not sure about this CrossFit thing, um, find somebody that does uh, do CrossFit and uh, see if they'll let you tag along into their classes. Find a time to make it work. Um, find somebody that does lift weights. Find somebody that goes every morning and lifts weights and see if you can tag along. I guarantee you, most of them, there are some jackasses in the CrossFit and the weightlifting community. Sure. Most of them will be very, very happy to have you along. Most of them will teach you everything that they know. Um, if you have a friend uh, like myself that rucks all the time and you're interested in rucking, ask me if you can go on a ruck. Yes, you can. We can ruck together. I enjoy it very much. Um, for me, that was uh, my friend Jonah Trahan. Um, he got me into the gym. There was some other people that I had talked to as well. Uh, Max Mankin, Colby Roach. Those are two names that come to mind, but, um, Jonah was somebody that uh, we worked, uh, together. Um, we had very similar schedules. We went to the gym. We wanted to go to the gym at the same time. Um, Jonah was somebody that was very good at lifting weights. He was in shape. Um, and he, he took me under his wing and he showed me everything that he knew and he worked out with me. Um, Find somebody that does that thing that you're kind of looking at that you'd like to be better at. I was very weak. I wanted to be stronger. Uh, Jonah was very strong. Uh, find somebody that does that and really, truly um, go and try to experience and, and figure out what they like about it and do it with them. Use them as an accountability partner. Uh, learn from them. This is going to be 10 times more difficult if you try to do it alone. Uh, on the other hand of that, don't hinge your progress or your commitment to this activity solely on another person. That's, that's an interesting dichotomy. Uh, you have to be there for yourself. Um, you have to, or for somebody, for your wife, uh, for your kids. Um, but don't let, if somebody can't make it to the gym that day, uh, don't let that discourage you from, from going to the gym. That was something that I had to learn where if Jonah didn't go, it took me a long time to just go myself. But, uh, Still, the benefit of finding somebody else to work out with uh, far and away outweighed the uh, the downfalls of being kind of dependent on somebody to go. Uh, and that's the other thing. Develop more friends. Build a community around you. You know, a lot of people say that as your habits change, your community and your friends and the people around you will change. And I think that that's true. Um, but I don't think one has to come before the other. So for me, there's very few people in my life now that uh, I'm close to that don't go lift or that don't go and do CrossFit or whatever. Um, and 
you should seek that out. So become friends with the people that lift and become friends with the people that do the things that you want to do uh, and develop that, that greater sense of community. Um, that's, it's going to keep you in it. Get your son involved in lifting weights or uh, go to the gym with your wife and, and feed off of each other's motivation to go do the thing. Um, make more friends in the gym. Uh, people let people know what your gym schedule is and it's not to be arrogant, but uh, so that they know that you're not going to be there. You know, so that next time, let's say you do miss a Thursday and you show up next Tuesday and they're like, where were you at Thursday? You know, develop those friends. When we were at Zach's club, uh, there was so many people that I knew that I, that I could talk to that uh, were really cool people. And it got to the point to where uh, even when Jonah left and Jonah went off to Houston or back to Houston, rather, um, I knew that uh, my, you know, I got, what was his name? I think his name was Jeff. Um, my guy, Jeff he knew that I wasn't going to be there. Um, there was many other people that, that knew that if I, uh, if I wasn't there, um, that I wasn't saying that I wasn't doing what I said I was going to do that, that I wasn't, um, fulfilling the promises that I made to myself. And that's by developing that community. Um, lastly, be open to, to new opportunities. Um, you know, I, I kind of just said that, but, um, be open to new opportunities and truly evaluate all these different ways that you can get fit uh, with your passions. And this comes directly from my experience of getting into CrossFit. Um, I saw somebody, I've told the story about a thousand times on the podcast, but I was working out with Jonah and this, uh, I don't think he'll be offended if I call him short, but this uh, short guy who who's kind of unassuming, you can tell he's fit, but um, he's, he's unassuming at the very least. He's not a bodybuilder. And, uh, he comes into the gym and he just starts throwing around weight that I've never seen anybody like throw around in person. He's snatching, he's cleaning, he's jerking, uh, weights that I had never seen. And he and I started a conversation and uh, he asked me what my goal was and it was to be more capable. And then he said, well, I own a CrossFit gym and he got me into CrossFit. Now there's plenty of memes to be made about CrossFit. If you want to hear my official thoughts on CrossFit, uh, there's an episode called uh, Why I Quit CrossFit. It's not that far back. It may be in the 50s or the 60s, but uh, in terms of episode number, but uh, why I quit CrossFit, because I did quit there for a little bit, but uh, he he offered me CrossFit, and there's plenty of memes to be made. Everybody knows I love memes. I love jokes. There's the tire flipping memes or, um, you know, uh, what what is it? Uh, you know, the jokes about, like, the, the moment you meet somebody, they're like, hi, you know, my name's Haas. I do CrossFit. Did you know? Um, there's plenty of memes, but I was, I was desperate to be more capable. And he was telling me, this is how you get to be more capable. Uh, he was capable. <laughs> and so, um, I was open to the opportunity and I was willing to, uh, put up with some of the stereotypes and some of the jokes, uh, to walk into the CrossFit gym, uh, do that for these other, do, do that for these other things. So, you know, jujitsu, weightlifting, running, um, rucking, all of these different things that you think it might be silly or it's something completely foreign to you, uh, evaluate how it's going to help your, uh, your passions and really look in, do research as to what it is and, uh, and go try it out. You know, uh, I am going to, I don't know if I'm close to done on this, on this podcast. I'm, I'm probably going to go into a little bit more of, uh, 43 of the, what I actually do on the day to day basis. Um, after I, after I get done talking about the mental part of it, but, um, CrossFit really, it gives you a lot of these things that I've talked about. 
Um, it is difficult. It is something that with scaling, you can do it consistently. You can fit it to you. Um, you don't have to go in there and do the workout fully as it's stated. Um, something that we're going to talk about here in a bit is, is knowledge and information on how to do the thing. Well, a good CrossFit gym, they'll teach you how to do these things and they'll teach you how to do them correctly. Uh, come to CrossFit Amarillo. Um, if you're, if you're in Amarillo, but it checks a lot of these boxes. The only box that it doesn't check is it is expensive. Um, I will say that it is expensive, but I promise it's, it's, it's worth it. And I bet you can find the money to do it. Uh, same thing with anything, you know, jujitsu. I said jujitsu was expensive. Well, um, I could find the money to pay for jujitsu, no doubt. Uh, it just didn't serve my passions quite like, uh, something like CrossFit does or simply lift, uh, lifting weights. It doesn't serve my passion and my goals, uh, quite like those things do. Um, and maybe that's CrossFit for you, but at the very least be open to these other, these other opportunities and you'll find something that you, that you really love. I think, uh, CrossFit, you can develop a sense of community. Uh, I really enjoy all the people at the CrossFit gym. I will say if it has one downside, uh, it can be some of the people that go, uh, but that's with anything. I mean, youth sports, the people are, uh, annoying any, any, even some at the church, the people are hard to deal with. People are just hard to deal with, uh, in general. So I don't think it's a downfall specific to CrossFit. I do think it's a little exacerbated in the CrossFit community, uh, just because of the type of people that show up to the gym. Um, a lot of times, you know, the people that show up to the gym are, uh, type A personalities that, uh, have something approved to themselves or to others. Um, I say a lot of the times the CrossFit community is really good, especially where, you know, at CrossFit Amarillo. And I think that has to do a lot with the culture that they've built there. Um, you know, and that's any gym, the, the culture is very important, but, uh, it, it, it can, the stereo, look, all stereotypes are true. Um, all stereotypes have a hint of truth. Otherwise they wouldn't be a stereotype. Somebody somewhere noticed something, uh, now that doesn't mean they apply specifically to every individual person. You get what I'm saying? But all stereotypes are true. Uh, there can be some difficult personalities in CrossFit. That's for sure. Um, but there's a really good community. Uh, there will be multiple people. I mean, in a classroom setting that they know if you show up to the 420 class every single day and, uh, and you miss a day, they're going to be like, Hey, where were you at? Or uh, at the very least, if you miss two or three days, they're going to be like, bro, where you been? Um, they'll hold you accountable. And, uh, you get a better workout with them in there and you're going to be a very well-rounded athlete. You're going to be very fit. You're going to be able to lift. You're going to be able to run. Uh, you're going to do cardio. You're going to be able to squat. You're going to be able to press Uh big fan of the CrossFits, but it's not for everybody. There was a time in my life to where I could not do it consistently. I wanted to ruck. Uh, I needed to ruck um, as far as weight loss goes. And uh, CrossFit was standing in the way of that. Uh, it was pinching money wise. And so I stopped, uh, you can go listen to that episode. Uh, I'm back at it now because I'm in a position where I've lost a lot of weight. I don't necessarily need to rock all the time for the weight loss. Uh, I can get back in, get a little bit more capable. And to be honest with you, I, w I was missing the community. I was missing those group workouts where I went in and just absolutely gassed out, uh, in the name of, of, uh, I don't know if you'd call it competition, but in the name of, of, uh, of the workout and, and you know, the guy next to me getting after it as well. So a big fan of the CrossFits. 
Now we talked a lot about the mental game. Uh, the last thing I'll say is, is go until it feels worse when you don't. That was a piece of advice that I got that uh, really, really helped me out and, and helped me solve that, that mental problem uh, was go until it feels worse when you don't. And you force yourself to go. And then eventually you'll find out that uh, if you haven't been for two or three days, it gets exhausting. I haven't been, let's see, I went to the gym on Friday. I did not go on Saturday. And it's already tough. Like I need to get back in the gym. Um, I don't know if I will because I've got to, I've got to cook. So I don't know if today is going to be a workout day or not. Um, but eventually you'll get to the point where you get two or three days out, and you're like, man, I haven't, I haven't done anything in forever. And it'll, it, you'll want to go back in. You'll miss it. So um, I think that's all I've got for kind of the mental piece. Uh, I'll wrap up what it looks like for weight loss uh, pretty quickly. You need to burn calories. Uh, when it looks, you know, at weight loss, it's not about getting stronger. It is. I mean, you want to get stronger, and and you can do both at the same time. You can get stronger, and you can lose weight. You can burn calories through work. Uh, work is like force times distance, I think. Um, power is force, distance, and time. So um, you can develop power. You can develop strength. Uh, you can you can gain muscle while losing weight, but losing fat but the 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 driving factor uh for losing fat needs to be the calories that you're burning so uh we've talked about the thousands of ways that that looks like doing something is better than doing nothing uh i think rucking honestly in my experience rucking has been the very best thing for losing weight for me because it's difficult uh it's it's basically a walk but you sweat um it is actually it's easier on the joints a lot of people are like, oh, I bet that's hard on your knees. Try running. <laughs> uh, running's hard on the knees. Um, rucking really has not been, especially if you start at a lower weight and you gradually go up. Um, rucking is actually quite a bit easier on the knees. That's something that I didn't believe for a long time, but it really, really is. Uh, it's a little bit harder on the back and the shoulders and, and the hips. Um, but as far as... Uh, impact and and uh stress to the joints rucking helps a lot uh crossfit if you do it correctly um it helps the joints quite a bit um just a side note it really it really does help your your mobility and uh your strength in in different ranges of motion but we should be concerned about burning calories if you want to lose weight how do we burn calories a lot of times that's going to be in a long state so it's doing a, a good amount of work over a longer period of time. You know, you think about, oh, uh, I don't know, a thousand different, you think about a thousand different analogies, I guess, but um, there is something to be said for going in and getting a 10-minute workout, getting your heart rate uh, really spiked and, and giving it all you've got for 10 minutes. It's also only 10 minutes. Um, you may burn 100 calories in that workout. If you go and you ruck for two hours straight, you're going to burn more. I mean, you're just going to burn more, especially if the weight is difficult. Uh, you're going to burn more. So there is something to be said about uh, the amount of time that you just spend working out because doing that work over time is going to burn more calories. The energy that you expend will be greater. Uh, CrossFit is uh, really good because it is kind of an hour's worth of work if, if they do it correctly and if they if they program it correctly. Um, it's not an hour of most, the most intense training, but it is an hour worth of work. 
uh, and that is very good. Um, just be careful on what you choose. Uh, you know, weightlifting, what a lot of people fall into is just lifting weights and never losing any weight is because they go in and they hit a set of bench press and um, they rest for three minutes in between and they never truly get that heart rate up. Are they doing work? Yeah, sure. But when you graduate that work or when you, when you, um, I guess, look at that work over, over a, a period of time, um, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, however long it takes them to be in the gym. A lot of times it's a lot less than what people think. Now, if you get in there and you're bodybuilding and you're hitting hard, hard sets uh, for hard, hard reps and uh, rest is important if you're if you're trying to lift, but um, if you're not taking just uber long rest and you're actually getting after it and you're mega sweating, uh, yeah, you're doing a lot of work. Uh, a lot of my weightlifting uh, is like that. I try to fit a lot into a short period and you're doing a lot of work. So it doesn't just have to be uh, a small amount of work over a long period of time, like rucking or a lower amount of work over a long period of time. It doesn't just have to be hit workouts where you go in and uh, 20 minutes and you're just busting your ass, um, burning however many calories in that 20 minutes. Uh, for me, they both have their place. Uh, I do them both once a day uh, because I enjoy the 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 hit style workout uh, and I enjoy the long form uh, long period of working out or or lifting. Uh, lifting really is good for losing weight so long as you don't play on your phone most of the time and you actually get in there and get after it. Uh, you actually get in there, you move some weights, and you, and you get a sweat. Um, lifting can be really good for losing weight. Uh, CrossFit, I think, meets those two right in the middle, and CrossFit is really, really good for uh, developing a broad set of skills. So... Uh, let's talk about this this idea of gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. Is it possible? Yes, I've done it. Um, my shoulders look way different. Uh, I know my chest has gotten bigger. My lats and my back have gotten bigger. My traps have gotten bigger. Uh, it is possible to gain muscle and lose weight. I think if you pick something like CrossFit or like lifting in order to lose weight, that's naturally going to happen. Uh, because you are doing the exactly what you need to do to to gain muscle. You're lifting weights. You're using that muscle. Uh, you're overloading that muscle and and exerting it. Uh, oftentimes, getting close to failure. So, uh, I do think you will gain muscle if you followed the nutrition advice. Uh, you're giving your body enough protein to create muscle. Um, this idea of recomping, I think, is kind of a pipe dream. I think it's possible. Uh, but I think making it your focus is going to lead to a lot of confusion in your program. Uh, I think the focus should be to lose weight and then to build muscle. I think you can do cycles of it. Uh, you can bulk cut, bulk cut if you'd like to. Um, to me, that doesn't work out very well if you're just cutting because the bulking is going to feel a lot better. <laughs> uh, or let me put it this way. Uh, if If your goal is to lose weight, I prefer to do long periods of just cutting and not actually try to trick myself into being like, Oh, we're gaining muscle now because you'll end up like those power lifters that are just really, really fat, but they're very proud of themselves. Uh, and not all power lifters are like this, just to be fair. It's a stereotype. All stereotypes are true, but, um, not everybody fits the stereotype. Uh, but you know, you see power lifters who they're in the gym constantly, uh, but they're in this constant state of needing to increase their bench or, uh, increase the amount of muscle mass that they've got. And so they're eating constantly. Um, and because they're not a bodybuilder, because it doesn't matter about their physique, 
They don't really care if they've got a little bit of extra weight on there. Um, it's dangerous to to try to mix those two, I think, because a lot of people do end up falling into kind of that that uh, that skinny fat lifters phase. Um, when it comes to recomping, focus on losing weight, I think. And if you can do that uh, with weights in your hand, if you can do that with a barbell, if you can do that with uh, dumbbells, if you can do that with a rucksack, you're going to gain muscle. I've gained muscle in my legs from rucking. I've gained muscle in my arms and my upper body uh, from doing CrossFit, but it's never been my main focus. Um, and I truly believe that it's it's not the best for either, uh, for either gaining fat or losing muscle to believe that you can do both at the same time. Um, you're going to eat too much, probably gain muscle. You're not going to be burning calories the way that you should, uh, because a lot of like gaining strength and gaining muscle is not exactly high, but high output where it, it depends. Um, a lot of people don't have the line between strength and hypertrophy defined. So this is where that Andy Galpin, uh, podcast comes in. They think that, oh, getting stronger in hypertrophy, I can do it at the same time. You can, yes, but it's not the best for either of them. And so, again, what I find a lot of times is people who are wanting to recomp, they're not doing a full bodybuilder's um, workout. So they're not going to extreme high reps. Um, they're still sticking in that like six to eight rep range, which you can do hypertrophy in six to eight reps. They talk about this. Anything from six to 30 reps, you can have hypertrophy, but they're not upping into that 12 to 15 range. Um, and they're not like giving their body uh, enough fuel. Uh, and so because they're trying to lose fat and so their workouts slow down, they're not truly getting after it. Uh, and so basically they're, they're just, they're halfway doing both. They're halfway gaining muscle. Um, they're half or they're halfway doing all three, really. They're halfway gaining strength. They're halfway gaining muscle and they're halfway losing fat or a third on all of them, if you'd like, but um, it's not a full effort in any direction. Um, I'm a big believer that you need to have a full effort in that direction. Uh, and you'll get, uh, other things you'll get to, to, to gain muscle and to, and to gain strength by, by losing fat. If you pick the right discipline, uh, pick the discipline that gets you closest to that, which I think is CrossFit. Um, I think that if your focus is to lose fat, but you still wouldn't mind getting stronger and, and gaining some muscle, uh, do CrossFit. But you're going to have to structure your nutrition around losing fat and you're going to have to be okay with losing some strength. You know, um, for me, I'm not as strong, uh, as I was when I was 290 pounds, which is kind of obvious, uh, to some people, but, uh, in a lot of ways I'm stronger than when I first started. I can still bench way more than when I first started, but I got up to a 225 pound bench. I might be able to hit 225 today. I don't know. I had a really good chest session, uh, the other day where I was stronger than what I thought, but, uh, in general, I can't press nearly as much. I was almost up to a 135 strict press. I could not do that today. Um, I benched 225. I could, I don't think I could bench 225 today. Uh, and it's because I've taken such a severe cut. Uh, but also that's why my weight loss progress stalled for so long is because, uh, I was so focused on getting stronger and gaining muscle and, and all of those things, or at least trying to do it at the same time as losing weight, that my nutrition wasn't right. And uh, my nutrition wasn't right. I would get home and I would eat, 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 because I, I was hungry, um, because I was doing more. 
And I was like, well, you've got to eat to, to, if I want to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time, I still have to fuel my body and recover. I was big on, you know, recovery, carbs, fuel recovery. They say this, uh, and they do, you need to have plenty of carbs, but, um, my focus wasn't on losing weight. So it stalled my weight loss progress for a long time. Now, on the other hand, um, I, in my opinion, I think I look pretty good and I'm not, uh, I'm not just skin and bones. I don't think you need to just drop a hundred pounds in six months because you're going to be skin and bones. I think it's a fine balance. Uh, it's, it's a fine balance, but the overwhelming goal, what needs to win in the end is the weight loss. And for me, that's, that's where it came to the point of like, okay, this is my main goal is because those, those longer don't do much, but you lift some weights and it's more cathartic, more therapeutic. Those workouts, uh, were causing me not to do the things I needed to do to lose weight, like rucking. I was like, well, I'd rather go lift. And so I would go lift, um, burn a, a quarter of the calories, uh, eat the same way that I was eating and then not lose any, any fat. Um, so I had to shift my focus, give up CrossFit, not lift quite as much and, and go get my butt outside and rock. And that's what I did. So over talking that a little bit, but, um, the main point Let's see. Um, the main point is to uh, decide what your what your goal is actually going to be and uh, and work within that goal. Uh, do the best things that serve that goal. So, last thing I think. Um, let's see. When it comes to fat loss, rucking really good. I just covered that. CrossFit really good. Lifting weights. Um, yeah, I I think I've covered really everything that I want to cover. I've said everything that I need to say. Oh. Uh, knowledge. I understand it's hard to get in there and go do something if you don't know what you're doing. That's why I've given you a lot of the resources that I used. Um, get on YouTube, go look at it. For for me, it was something that I didn't even realize that a lot of this stuff was on YouTube. I mean, I knew it was, but it never even occurred to me. You know, I feel a whole lot more confident about fixing my truck after I just watched a YouTube video about it. Um, or uh, I look at this, you know, I'll be stumbling across YouTube and I look at like a shooting drill or hunting, um, shooting a, a thumb release was one of those things that, um, once I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about it, I was like, all right, I bet I can do it. Uh, same way with fitness. Um, go start watching these people that I've told you about. Will Tennyson, uh, Lane Norton, Jeff Nippard, uh, John Meadows, watch these guys, uh, Ronnie Coleman, go watch Ronnie Coleman and tell me that you don't want to get your butt in there and lift some weights, but just general knowledge on how to do those things. Jeff Nippard is amazing. Get into the CrossFit gym. They're going to tell you how uh, shoot me a text and I'll send you all of the, all of the, the references that I have, but knowing what to do is very important. And having a plan is very important when you walk into anything into the gym, uh, when you put on your rucksack, uh, having some sort of plan is important. Uh, you can buy those workout plans. Like I was talking about from Jeff Nippard, uh, they're $40. It's a full Excel spread. I'm just astonished at the value. All of the, all of the exercises come with videos. You walk in there, you execute the plan, you leave. Um, it gives you different day splits. So right now I'm on a push, pull, uh, push, pull legs, upper, or sorry, um, upper, lower push, pull legs. So upper Monday, lower Tuesday, uh, rest day, and then push, pull legs. Um, it's very beneficial, um, for $40. It was absolutely amazing. So, um, you got to know what to do. That was probably the biggest hindrance in me getting into the gym is just walking in and not having any clue what I was doing and being embarrassed for being there 
or trying something and going way too hard and uh tapping you know tapping out basically like getting on the elliptical doing 10 minutes on the elliptical and it was just too tough so i had to stop um and then just not going back because that was humiliating to myself um all of these different things so uh get a plan together uh and go and execute that plan so it makes it a lot easier guys i think that's all i've got uh, i've talked far too long um, but I think it's important. So if you have any questions, hit me up, uh, tune into the one flesh podcast on Wednesdays, where we talk all about marriage, uh, tune into the purpose podcast and, and go get fit guys. Uh, if, if you're overweight, if, if you haven't, if you're having uh, weight issues, fitness issues, I truly believe that it is a physical symptom of a mental problem. Uh, go solve that mental problem, tie it back to your passion, tie it back to your purpose, uh, pick something, walking, rucking, uh, running, um, jujitsu boxing. They have boxing, uh, Nick's fight club where they, they do hit classes all around boxing, bodybuilding, uh, rowing, all of these different things that you can do, uh, swimming that may serve one purpose or another. They're going to serve your passions, uh, get into them and, uh, and exercise discipline and make yourselves more fit. That's all I've got for you. Thanks.